Welcome to a workplace. I haven't punched anyone at work. What happens when someone says you were giving him googly eyes? I only wear tight see-through t-shirts. How much do you compromise to get what you want? Moms who work are just parenting two times. This is like modern work. Well, you could give the job to him, but I'll do it for less. That's sexual harassment. Sorry I'm not wearing makeup. This is just how I look. Working. <laughs> and having a vagina. <laughs> Oh, did we start? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just... I was slowly eating that piece of chocolate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got so nervous all this. Like, you I did? pressed play no. and then I just shut down. <laughs> no, you got so quiet. Should I, I talk like... about dark chocolate? Should I talk about... <laughs> oh, man. Cider? Let me get the name of this. It's the endangered species chocolate. You can find it at Whole Foods. We're eating the forest mint flavor. Highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend. Yeah, that is... I would just like was softly chewing, sinking my teeth into a piece of chocolate when I realized you weren't talking. And then I was like, how long have we been silent? And then I realized we were recording. Okay, oh, we have Lord. dark chocolate, we have sparkling cider. Yeah, in champagne flutes. In champagne flutes, just like episode one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Water, whiskey? Season two, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Season one meandered on for about 30 episodes. This season will only be 14. Uh-huh. But they'll be driven. We're getting right down to business this season. Mm-hmm. Man, sparkling cider is great. <laughs> Cheers. I mean, right. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that wasn't the clingy cling sound I was hoping for. That wasn't really the... <laughs> Are these even glass? Why don't they sound so I thought they yeah. I think because they? they're so full that there's, not, <laughs> there's no, like, ambient space for the sound to... Apple cider that. is nostalgic. I bet if we sparkling cider clink when say. we're close to the bottom of the glass, we'll get a good a good cheers sound. Okay, we'll try again at the end. Sparkling cider is nostalgic. Did you have it a lot as a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I did. Yeah, it was my champagne as a child. Yeah. Sure. Like, oh, everybody on New Year's is drinking something that tastes gross. I got a whole bottle of sparkling <laughs> cider to myself. Mmm... <laughs> Heck, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, so this, uh, this season kind of has a theme, but I don't know if we should divulge what it is. I feel like people can kind of sort it out for themselves. Okay. What do you think? Well, yeah, it will become apparent. Okay. But also this episode's going to give it away, so... Let's just start with it. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Tell everybody what this season is going to focus on. Okay. One of our last episodes of season one was about a branding session. Mm-hmm. And so Di and I were brainstorming around season two and thinking like, what do we want to do with this? Where do we want it to go? Like, why are we coming together on Tuesday nights <laughs> and recording this thing. And my perspective on it was I want a space that's separate from my business 
and separate from my personal life that's creative and really about all the things I'm here to do in the world mm-hmm. or at least some of the things. Mm-hmm. And so we came up with this theme around developing a personal brand and what does that mean and what's, what is that process like and how do you do it and how, and and also, also, how do you do it for a company, for a service? Like, we will have one episode where we discuss, like, the process of branding and, like, the mechanics of it. So if you do want to get smarter on branding as a as an art, whether it's for your personal self, professional self, or, like, a service or product that you're branding, we're going to have that information in here, too. Yeah. So one of the funnest... Funnest takeaways shrug <laughs> from season one. <laughs> so, and this kind of came, this was not super planned, but in the intro, we ended it with what per, what, blah, blah, blah. what did we end it with? <laughs> Take two. <laughs> what workplace? I don't know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. And the whole season was really about, like, <laughs> defining what the workplace Truly, is. I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> we didn't know. Right. Right. And I think we landed somewhere. And for me, a big part of that landing place was, like, what is a workplace? Like, how are, how are all the ways that we do work in the world, at home, mm-hmm. at, you know, in business, in our careers, whatever? Um, and we started to develop some kind of definition for – a workplace Mm -hmm. and it circled back a lot to what does it mean to be authentic versus having a persona or being strategic with the way that you are Mm -hmm. and the way you present yourself and that was like a big takeaway as we went through all those episodes like I kept circling back to that just in my you know own growth was like to be strategic is not the opposite of authenticity. Right. <laughs> and that became a huge theme. And I think a lot of it came out of our conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So a workplace is where you are doing your work right now, whether it's at home, as a parent, on yourself, on your business that you have, on your office that you work in. In your work, in your relationship. Yeah, whether you're remote or in person, because we're going to talk about a little bit of that dynamic as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So saddle up, everyone. I hope that sounds good to you because (laughs) we're fucking doing it. So you don't get a say in the matter. Um, (laughs) And also we'll have, you know, we'll have a little bit of stuff for the personal, like for mental health and like identifiers and sort of putting like, bias on yourself basically by putting yourself in a box so we're gonna cover a lot um so today (laughs) we're talking about well you what are we talking about (laughs) we're talking about me (laughs) oh yeah we're we're talking about what happened for me in wanting to have this space that we've built together Mm -hmm. and with all of you Mm-hmm. Over the last six months. <laughs> um, and and why personal branding has become, to me, something that's important in life. 
and what happened to get us to Okay. Get- well, and ultimately, like, <laughs> let me tell you what we're going to okay, talk great. about to you. <laughs> um, ultimately, what teed up this whole transformation for you? Yes. Because you're, we kind of, we're going to sort of talk around your college life, like you were doing a bunch of stuff. And <laughs> your your impending identity crisis and sort of what the signs were mm-hmm. for that, that kind of signaled to you like something's got to change. And it didn't all happen at once, right? It was a long, pretty long process. Mm-hmm. That's still, I would think, I would say underway. Sure. Um, I would hope so. And then we'll talk about some of the actions <laughs> specifically that you took. Like what the signs were and then what the actions were um, to sort of push yourself through that. So, because I would say it happened, it seemed like it happened very independently. Like you weren't, you weren't getting swept up by like a new crowd where you were like, I've got to change. It was, it was very introspective Mm -hmm. and very much internal. And so... Where would you like to start? Sorry, I'm putting my pile of hair over here. Well, I'll start where you <laughs> said we should start. Okay. So, um, yeah, in college, mm-hmm. I felt very much like myself. So, let's see. This was 20. <laughs> you felt very much like yourself. Oh, you yeah, mean yeah. like. I felt like myself. You were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I was me and I felt like me was really good. <laughs> and I knew me. Um. Yeah, no, now it makes sense. But at first I was like, that's a dumb sentence. (laughs) But yeah, you were very much like, you were in your persona and you didn't, there was no need for like change or self-reflection. Well, well, I don't know about that. Um, I was doing, I was doing a lot of different projects. Mm -hmm. So I was like in Queers and Allies on the board and I was like managing the radio station (laughs) and, you know, I was in academia, which is for me and many people, a much easier place to be than actually in action (laughs) in life. Um, And I loved it. And Mm so, you know, the the mind is stimulated, there's friends and there's, you know, a new life, whatever. Academia is a world where ideas just float through the air. Yeah. And they're just all being plucked. It's wonderful. At and any time. You don't really, And anything's possible. <laughs> you don't have to do anything with them. You can mm-hmm. just just think about them mm-hmm. and hang out with them. And that's and get fun. like a pretty good grade on a project for them. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and I always like for a long time up until really the last year or two, use that as a reference point is like Okay, in that period of my life, whatever I was doing was working. Mm -hmm. I felt very at ease with, like, who I was and how I was spending my time and, and, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, you graduate and wonder what to do with yourself. And so entering phase two, Mm -hmm. what do I do with myself? (laughs) (laughs) As probably a lot of you know from previous episodes, um, I ended up creating a marketing company out of the idea that when you tell stories about how things came to be, you have influence. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted was to, you know, impact the way people make choices about what they buy and who they support and things like that. 
um, eventually that became everything. <laughs> I was no longer doing a radio station and activism mm-hmm. and reading all these interesting things. Mm-hmm. I was just building my business. Um, can we like st- kind of pause for a minute and talk about <laughs> um, what your social life was like during all this? Like, did that shift when you decided like, I'm going to go in on this business? Did you see any relationships change or have like external influence or anything like that? Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, you're rubbing your foot a lot. I went, <laughs> you self-soothing. Oh dear. I'm uncomfortable. I, <laughs> I mean, I went from living with my four best friends to living in like a 10 by 10 foot room on the mountains of Ooh. Maui with no friends. Oh man. <laughs> living with like amazing. three ch- <laughs> With, like, three very small and energetic children attached to my room. Like, they were my social life. Oh, The kids that I was nannying. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. So, yeah, that was a big shift. Man. (laughs) Was the family you were nannying for white? Um, He is white Italian, and she's half Hawaiian. Uh Uh-huh. And so... And they are both, and their whole family, very immersed in, like, ancient Hawaiian tradition. Okay. Okay. I just asked because there are a lot of, like, I mean, Hawaii's the U.S., but it kind of feels like a different country sometimes. But mm-hmm. there are a lot of countries that have a live-in, mm-hmm. and they have a very small room in the house. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes a closet, in Singapore's case. Um and they just, like, do everything, like, <laughs> clean and take care of the kids and cook and a whole bunch of stuff. Did you yeah. have all those responsibilities? Yeah. And I did their marketing. Oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was very immersed in their cool. life. <laughs> yeah. They really must have been sad when you left. Yeah, it was. It was sad. Oh, sorry to bring it up. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so you went from living with your best friends to being a live-in, and is that was that your first experience in marketing? Yeah, that was yeah. I got there and I knew graphic design, and I'm you know a good writer, and so they were like, "Hey, can you take over hmm. our emails?" And I was like, "What's email?" <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, I was building out. I was building out an online store around mm-hmm. this like idea of telling stories okay um around artists and the things they make like that was the intention for the store cool and so instead when i when i started doing their email marketing and telling their story and their mission mm-hmm. to all of their you know people who had been to their spa and really seeing like oh wow they're doing serious you know work around culture and economics in the area and things like that. And they're doing it through a spa, a luxury spa, Mm -hmm. and through very basic marketing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's interesting and that's really powerful. Your room was 10 by 10 and they owned a luxury spa? (laughs) Oh, they – no, they were not – yeah, their house is small. Their whole – they were all living in – it wasn't like a mansion with my little 10 by 10. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's like, yeesh, boy, to be in your 20s, (laughs) you'll settle for anything. (laughs) They were were wonderful. Um, Cool. Okay. So let's let's move forward. (laughs) Um – 
I'm no, I was going to say Martha Stewart, but who's the lady that does interviews? It's not Martha Stewart. Diane Sawyer. <laughs> I'm no Diane Sawyer, but I'll try. <laughs> um, so uh, do you want, can we fast forward to like, you're in your business and you're getting the sense things need to change like transform or do, is there stuff in there no yeah that was between it was you want to talk about it was just, <laughs> we just fast forward like 10 we years, can fast forward yeah no because it was like it was five years of just becoming more and more and more enmeshed uh-huh and that and it was all good and whatever it was but it was enmeshment well for sure le- actually when did you decide okay i gotta leave maui seven months seven months that yeah, was it i was there for seven months and then was like, this is not it. Like, I, mm-hmm. it's paradise, but it's not. There's like not enough friction, or I don't know what. It wasn't real enough for you, I guess. Or I mean, it was so much in their life that I need. I knew I needed to, yeah, separate and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So yeah, I did, and that became just years of like trying to figure it out. I didn't have any business background. At all. Mm-hmm. At all. <laughs> so it was a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and <clears throat> trying to figure out what it could be and how to do it. And yeah, you could fast forward five years and I was a little further along, but honestly not really. Mm-hmm. Just had learned a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you had a, a hot seven months, a rebuilding five years, and then... <laughs> And then I realized I need some other part of me that's not my company. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one piece of that was actually moving, like taking the leap to make my actual company more than me, hiring people. Got it. Oh. Um, things like that. I wouldn't – I don't know why I logically – wouldn't have been like, okay, if I need to incorporate other elements of something into my life, <clears throat> I would probably have just tried to overload myself with other things instead of thinking that means other people need to be this business as well. Not yeah. just me. Well, it's hard to like, especially with all the trends around what a young entrepreneur is and what a brand is. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to not fall into the trap of like, you are your brand. Correct. And like, you should be the face of your brand and you should be on your Instagram stories every day, three times a day. I mean, you've said that a lot though. What? In your in your marketing, like that you are your brand. Yeah. And you are Yeah. I hope I didn't say those words because – you're, you did. You said them exactly. That you are your brand? Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're I welcome. no longer believe that. It was that. <laughs> on an Instagram post. No, it was a while It was a while back. I think you had just started your subscription, say? I don't yeah. know. But it didn't – it wasn't like – when you said it, it wasn't like, that doesn't make any sense. It was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, if you own your business, you're your brand. Like, it made perfect sense to me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a it's, – tricky to find the separation right and I do believe that like what you're putting out is coming from you Mm -hmm. and you cannot escape that right especially if it's a service especially yeah if it's a product maybe a little different yeah okay yeah 
But the words you are your brand, I don't like that anymore. <laughs> because you're because you're a person. Like yeah, maybe right. maybe that's true and other mm-hmm. things. Okay. Um <clears throat> okay, so once you kind of got your employees in, you kind of got your feet under you. Well, pulling your employees in created just like a whole slew of more learning experiences. Yeah. But when did you feel like you needed to create uh, not separation, but like a bit of stratification for the company. Well, because at first I'm sure it's nice to be like, we're just a team and there are no bosses, but actually I'm in charge here. So I never felt that way. (laughs) (laughs) Because a lot of people make that mistake where they're like afraid to be the in charge. And mm. so they'll be like, oh, we're a flat structure. And then no, nobody, you know, nobody takes the head of the table and nobody tells everybody else what to do. And I'm like, I don't see how that works. But yeah, some no. people do it. I mean, I, I, I hope to empower my whole team like every day for sure. But I also know that I... <laughs> Or drive, I'm a leader. Driving the ship. Yeah. I, right. I am the, like, I'm a visionary. Yeah. So that's where I need to be. And that has to exist, by the way. Like people who tote these like, oh, there's no CEO. It's like, then there's no company. Like, I'm pretty sure all those businesses are, have failed already. Like, because it was a very, I feel like it was a passing phase when the tech industry started to explode and Silicon Valley started to like really blow up. It was a lot of like beanbag chairs and uh-huh. Pool tables and like fun office spaces. What is that? It's like a pop. There's a word for it where like nobody has role. Nobody has um, defined roles. It's like polygarch. Oligarchy? Polygarchy. Well, not oligarchy. Yeah, there's probably a word for it. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Um, the last thing that I searched in my uh, Google search was um why why babies get puffy eyes like if it's tired <laughs> is it because they're tired or because <laughs> oh. I was trying to find out if my kid was sleep deprived anyway um it's a form of government in which power is invested in multiple people a poly a polygarch polyarchy polyarchy but that's not it it takes the form of neither a dictatorship nor a democracy that kind of sounds right. Where nobody has role. It's like the definition is like no one has roles. Oh. You're just all trying to achieve. You do whatever you need to do to collectively like achieve the goals. And there's no defined. <laughs> I don't know how to. I know. I don't know how to search for that. I just wrote no one has power government. <laughs> that I'm guessing that didn't take you in the right No. Direction. No. Uh... All right, I guess we'll find out later from somebody. Um, Yeah, let us know. Okay, so you had a polyamorous relationship. (laughs) Um, No, you did not have a polyamorous. You had a dictatorship. (laughs) And that's how I became a dictator. Um, So once your team was kind of formed and everybody was jamming, when did you decide, like, or what were some signs, I guess, that you needed to, like, really set yourself apart as the leader of the organization? Like, d- not everybody being your direct report and setting up that structure. Well, back up. to The two-prong 
decision around separating myself from my company. Mm. Oh, right. Sorry. One being like, I need more. I need a team so that I can fulfill the role I know I'm supposed to be filling. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part was like, I need a personal life. <laughs> <laughs> also fair. And need like other interests because it's hard to have just one creative outlet, period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was like a big, that was a big ambition of mine like two years ago was like starting to understand that that was a big need and then how do I make that happen? So first step was making my first hire and then all the ones after that. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side was, okay, what are these other things? What are these other hobbies or people or things I'm going to invest in outside of work? You're reminding me of how people say like, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you do what you love as work, you're eventually going to hate it, <laughs> is my my opinion. That's me on the back end of that quote. Um, <laughs> so it sounded like you were hitting a point where it was like it was so all-consuming that you were starting to maybe resent it or dislike it. And it was like you need to balance it out with some other things so you can continue to be energized and renewed by this work. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it's hard okay, to... Okay, great. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's hard to what? Have an identity and... Yeah. <clears throat> if you're, like, fully immersed. Well, that was, like... That was really one of the things that kept me from starting a business for a long time. Because I just... I really thought, like, that was the only lifestyle you could live. Was that you were just completely engrossed in your business all the time. And that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that did not appeal to me at all. See, I think a lot of people make that like very sexy. Mm, and mm-hmm. it's hard like it's hard not to buy into that sometimes where it's like hmm. you should be hustling and you should be like only focused on this. And I do I mean I do agree that there needs to be a level of commitment and and like I don't know, persistence. Yeah. And yeah, being committed <clears throat> to that to an idea for long enough. So you said the the transformation, like, the, it was two-pronged. So you described one prong of, like, you needed to balance yourself out and disentangle from the business. What is the other prong of this transformation and needing to separate out? Um, well, I ended up getting a calendar for my apartment that I'm only allowed to put personal life activities onto. Yeah. I think this is a really good idea that you need to share with everybody. <laughs> because I, I noticed, like, I was not, like, when There was last... nothing on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. before I had one, like, yeah. I definitely didn't have personal things going on, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't talking to my sisters, my friends, going out and doing things. Like, so if it's obvious on my wall and my whole calendar is blank, it's like, <laughs> wow, Paige. Yeah, yeah. What you doing with your time? Yeah. Um, so that was a really physical way to see what was that's going That's good. On. And that's something that you can't get from a digital calendar. No. Something that, like, stares you in the face where you're like, oh, dear. Because it's not the same as posting, like, affirmations in places where mm-hmm. it's, like – surrounding yourself with like little messages 
it's like a blatant there's nothing here because you're not doing anything. <laughs> and you're like, oh, dear. You're like, it's undeniable, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a really – I think it's a really good idea. I think it's a really good idea. It was – and it's um, – it was amazingly helpful. Like, yeah. it's one, it's a chalkboard every single month. It's like my ri- – like, mm-hmm. my ritual is, like, to erase all the n- numbers off of it, mm-hmm. put a new month at the top, like, mm-hmm. get it all set up for the next month. Nice. And like start filling it. That's a really or even idea. after like after a weekend or something. Yeah, like after a dinner, just recording it. Yeah. Yes, right. And and that's that's like an equally valuable thing because even if it's already happened, it's like I was asking my friends about this. Like, I put things on my to do list after I've done them just so yeah. I can cross them off. Oh yeah, and that's basically what you're describing here is like no, but look at all the things that I did, and that's like psychologically very a very good thing to do yeah um when I do my finances on my spreadsheet every month every quarter because you're you know you're spending money and sometimes it's nice to know what you've got in exchange Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. and so we would write down like big projects or experiences we had for each quarter like someone's wedding or that's you know redoing floors or whatever and it's a it's a surprisingly encouraging thing because it gives every all the data a little bit of color. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Some context. I don't know. So. Highly recommend a visual. Uh, reprimand. <laughs> of your. Of your goals basically. Like. Yeah. Are you doing the things that you want to do. That yeah. you set out to do. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, the calendar was blank. Or what. You were like oh dear. Something needs to change. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it was blank for that long before I started to, you know, you see it's blank and then you go do something. If it's, <laughs> like, it's not that hard. Right, right. Yeah, it could be instant. It's like, okay, hike today. It's yeah. not even like you need friends. Right. <laughs> Thank God, because I didn't have any. <laughs> oh, man. I also like the idea of the chalkboard calendar because it's way more, you don't, you're not just like piling up a bunch of calendars. Yeah. Over the years. Yeah. So you're always tempted to hold on to them, but I like the chalkboard one. Yeah, it's gone. You're unattached. Yeah. Move on. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like that was both a signal and a execu- point of execution for you. Like it was a signal that you needed to change something, and it was also part of a, a step that you took to change something. Oh, totally. So like – what were some other things that you executed to to sort of drive this transformation, this separation? Well, so I think it, in thinking about like personal branding and kind of tying it back, because again, it's like it's it's always been fluctuating between personal growth and my business, mm-hmm. which I still think are incredibly intertwined Mm -hmm. um like i don't go back on that statement yeah um right right so in like in defining i think in in defining fruition studio as a brand Mm -hmm. and feeling really solid that that's like yes like this is what i believe this is like a huge part of me i want it to grow beyond me Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want people who are better at me than 
lot, you know, at different things. Mm -hmm. And so that it can really like become what it's supposed to be. Right. And it's still my baby, but like, yeah, it needs to go off and like fly. Right. Right. Um, and in order to stay inspired and like be in the, in the space where I can like keep pushing it forward, I need other, I need, I need to invest in other aspects of my life. So like all that was happening in all Mm -hmm. these tiny little ways. Um, but then I think the, the next phase of that was now I need, I need some separation because there are other things I want to say and do and talk about that no longer fit what fruition is becoming Mm -hmm. like fruition can't be everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And for a while, like over those five years when I was trying to figure out what it was going to be, it was everything, Mm -hmm. you know, like just look at my, I mean, you can't now I archived it all, but (laughs) my Instagram posts over Mm -hmm. those years was like, food and farming and like like it was all over the place because <laughs> yeah. I was trying to figure out what was going to stick yeah and it was all these things that I was interested in it was all kind of clumped together so in like shaving all of that off and really and really like honing in on what fruition was going to be I had to let mm-hmm. all these other things go I needed to still have those yeah things right and pursue them And so it's like if that's not going to be my company's brand, it needs to be my brand or my personal life or whatever it is. Right. Okay. So I think from there it was just like finding spaces to explore all of those things and, yeah, keeping those (laughs) options open around what's appropriate to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't have like a solid plan toward like a very crystallized vision. You were just like, things need to change and I've got to get more specific. Well, my process has been what's like brain dump, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Just look at it. (laughs) And then it's staring at you in the face and then you make a slight adjustment. And then the night, and then, you know, a week later you look at it again. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's been anything more complicated than that it's yeah just like what do you like pause listen what do you want mm-hmm. now do something about it <laughs> right and repeat right. <laughs> right okay and that's where the calendar came out of and that's where like trying to remember to drink water came out of or <laughs> making friends right. right hiring a person like whatever it is it's just a little action based on like okay. taking the moment to to listen okay I mean, there are lots of ways to have transformations, and yours is just very incremental. Or it's like testing one thing at a time, one variable at a time, where you're like, I'm going to introduce this. Does it push me more toward my goal or Mm -hmm. not? And then if it works, you keep it, and then you you do another iteration. Yeah. It's very methodic of you. Uh (laughs) So... Uh, during all of this, did you ever have someone else that you were sort of modeling after? Like, did you ever have a role model or someone that you thought, okay, I like what they're doing. I'm going to try to emulate that a little bit. It's sort of a guiding light. Well, I think the first people that came to my mind were all staring me or like pushing me in that you are your brand 
mm-hmm. realm mm-hmm. because that was very it's very like it's, a heavy influence yeah yeah and and it, it's enticing because it's like look at me i'm like living my life like i am so me like you can't even handle <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> And like, guess what? That's a big money maker. So original, yeah, right, right. Oh boy. But from that, but where do you go from there? Like, if that really is your whole, like, if that's your business, then what do you do outside of that? Mm-hmm. Like, if that's all of you, mm-hmm. then how do you create balance if that's all of you <laughs> in one space? Yeah. And so, yeah, that I mean, that was an influence, but I don't know if I mean that was learning for sure, but I don't know if that was like someone I would say I'm emulating now well it's definitely not when I think about I got first I used to envy people who got like super famous on Instagram just like following a diet sorry I'm trying to get that mosquito um (laughs) like a cat um like following just because they were like following a certain diet and they were they were trying to pursue their weight loss and they just happened to put it on Instagram and everybody Mm -hmm. followed them and I used to like envy people that just got famous doing whatever it is they do but it goes back to that like if you want to hate what you love do it for work and like suddenly the thing that made you famous is now that is now your cross to bear like it's you're Mm -hmm. a slave to it now and you have to be generating content on a regular basis and it doesn't matter that you reach your weight loss goal you have to keep going you've got to keep finding new content or finding new this or doing new that putting out new recipes and all this other shit. And it's like, it's very stressful. I would say being on, being like a social media, you know, mogul and only being famous in that space is one of the worst jobs you can have because you have to be, you have to be on a schedule no matter what is Mm -hmm. going on in your life. Cause if you drop off for a while, People are very disloyal, you know, like you lose a lot of revenue. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why why (laughs) I started talking about that. I guess like when you when you're what you're describing, like that all consuming you are your brand. That to me is like just being a slave to your business instead of you driving it and transforming it and owning it. It starts to own you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you. this is who you have to be now all the time because right. this is the brand. So because you're your brand, you can't ever change, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's smart that you kind of made that um, realization early that like, yes, it's your business. Yes, it's the brand that you built, but other people need to uphold it as well like mm-hmm. it needs to stand by itself where other people can come in and understand that brand and perpetuate it without you being like integral to the process yeah <laughs> well yeah I'm, and while you're talking I'm making the distinction in my mind because it's like if you're around town maybe there is some truth to you are you are your brand in that sense mm-hmm. where it's like if you if you are giving yourself space to evolve within that Mm -hmm. but it's not tied to something that is supposed to stay pretty steady yeah then you have some room right right (laughs) then it then it's not holding that like power over you or like you know tying your arms behind your back Mm -hmm. 
Whereas you can't, if you opened up a store and like one day you're like cute, like boho chic, and then the next day you're like hot topic. Right. Like that's a little confusing. I was going to say punk rock. (laughs) Yeah, hot topic. That's -hmm. confusing for people. Yeah, they they can't depend on you for a specific type of quality. Um you've talked about a little bit about like maintaining your caliber, maintaining your like standard Mm -hmm. of professionalism and things like that. Um, (laughs) How, uh, without being too specific, (laughs) how do you, um, how did you start to define that caliber? Like, when did you start to basically admit to yourself that you were good, essentially, and that other people were falling short and you needed to push them out of your winner circle? <laughs> <laughs> to put you on the spot. <laughs> Diane Sawyer's got nothing on me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, okay. I, I started working with some very high-level people. Mm-hmm. Um, and curating this inner circle in my personal life, mm-hmm. which includes you. Yeah, heck yeah, it does. <laughs> um, and that, and it's like what you surround yourself with is going to be your standard. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, then it becomes like, okay, I'm, I'm jiving here. I'm actually like, I'm at this level too. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, that was like starting to really accept that and not downplay that so because you were validated you felt validated by beginning to work on a kind of an equal partnership with these people who you consider to be like high level you're like oh shit i'm at the i'm at this tier now yeah and that's both professional and personal Mm -hmm. 100 percent. nice um and from that point i think i i remember recently i don't know six months ago maybe less but it was like a clear like a clear and quick shift Mm -hmm. to oh my job now is to take care of my team Mm -hmm. and let them rise to hello leadership yeah (laughs) and that and it was like overnight like it was so crazy (laughs) but it's I don't and I don't I I can only really attribute it to that where it's like whoa I'm experiencing this this feels so Mm -hmm. good this is what it's supposed to feel like Mm -hmm. and let me like I'm going to turn around and do this for my people. And that is my number one responsibility. And Man. every decision from that point became so clear, like whatever needs needed to, and needs to be cut that doesn't support that mm-hmm. is like much easier to cut <clears throat> out. Cause it's like, yeah. sorry, so, you know, sorry, you're not even, we're just, this is, this is who we are now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what's important. And there's no, it's not going to do anyone any good. Yeah. To sacrifice that. Right. Man, prioritizing your team weirdly is a novel thing. And I think because mostly because it's due to the size of organizations where you just like lose sight. It's like big government. You lose sight of those small communities. You lose sight mm-hmm. of the small teams in a big in a big company and then you don't make decisions for people, mm-hmm. for your personnel. And that's when it really starts to – you start with that turnover rate. You start with a really high turnover because mm-hmm. people are like, well, I'm interchangeable, so 
I'm out of here. You know, like no yeah. loyalty, nothing, no value. So, and that's not to say I'm like really great at it. Like it's, 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 it's ex- an exceptionally <laughs> hard thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, why I know people are phonies when they've said like, oh, I've been in, you know, I've been in a lot of, I've held a lot of leadership positions and you're like, cool. And they're like, I really want to be in charge of a team. And you're like, you haven't held any leadership positions. <laughs> like being in charge of people is the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Especially if you have to be a working manager, like you have a job to do as well as managing a bunch yeah. of people, that's um, you're gonna be burnt out in like six months. If you have if you have a team of more than like four people, that's it. It's over. It's over for you. Um, <laughs> and that's what that's the problem too is like people don't view manage being a manager as its own set of responsibilities yeah. and functions. Because what you're describing is like truly like a leadership position or a management position within a company. You shouldn't be working on like the minutia of projects. You should just be removing obstacles for your people Mm -hmm. and making sure they're developing. So let's see. You've been on the spot for quite a long time now. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I feel like we're it's scratching the surface of this because it's such a sticky theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you called me out like 10 minutes in, so that was hard to bounce back from, honestly. Wait, what? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> uh, this is why you don't post on Instagram because everyone will remember forever what oh, you said about point. being your brand. <laughs> I specifically remember because I was like, oh, okay. Like I, t- like, I took that with me I yeah was like, all right okay i'm my brand let's see okay how do i want me to be as a brand well even th- right even and even now i'm going in circles in my own head it's mm-hmm. like no no you're not your brand you're a person like you're a human stop <laughs> yeah. putting so much pressure on yourself and that's where the like resistance that comes from but uh-huh. then it's also like what i just said to introduce this episode is like being strategic is not the opposite of being authentic and, like, yeah. I fully am embracing that idea right now, too. That's a tough one to wrap your head around, too, <laughs> right? Like, because if you're being strategic, that means you're planning. Mm-hmm. And if you're planned, you're not spontaneous. <laughs> and if you're not spontaneous, are you really authentic? You know, like, um, but I think, I think, I don't really know how to articulate that better. That was good. Then, <laughs> then like... You can plan, you can have a plan and still be, I don't know, flexible, I guess, and like creative in how you execute, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Like how you're executing is the measure of your authenticity or not for that, for that Mm -hmm. strategy. Mm -hmm. Like just because you have a plan doesn't mean that you're inauthentic. No. Unless... Uh, and honestly though like maybe you have to have I mean you have to have some intention (laughs) to be authentic sure if you're just you know flying by the seat of your pants no that's a good point I've used that I've used that parallel with like a moral compass Mm -hmm. because I have a friend who kind of like rejects like just moral 
principles. Like he, he rejects, he, he grew up in a religious household. So he just like rejects all religion, which I think is kind of a tough place to put yourself. If you just like any ideology, you just reject because like sometimes Mm -hmm. those help be kind of a guiding light for people or like an anchor that keeps them steady. Um, And he, what he does is he just like, whatever temptation of the day presents itself, he just goes with it and then retroactively justifies it because there's like a book on it or because like that someone on a podcast mentioned it. It's like, that's fine. But like, you're a completely like chronically depressed and morally decrepit person because he's a nice guy. He's not like a bad person, but he has no like um no guiding principles personal principles that Mm -hmm. he's like no I won't do that that's just one of my things I won't do you know (laughs) and I think it's important if you like having a set of principles can be your strategy in some ways Mm -hmm. or can be your structure but like yeah having that goal to drive toward And then you use those principles along the way to like really make, to make smart decisions toward that goal. Right. Am I making sense anymore? Am I just like talking in circles? Um, But I think, (laughs) I think uh, that was a good, a good bookend of like starting with that and then talking about all these struggles and internal decisions and external Mm -hmm. influences. Cause we're all just, we're all taking inputs all the time mm-hmm. and we're rejecting certain, like we're allowing certain people to influence us and rejecting certain things. And that's just, that's what our authenticity is. It's like a series of decisions mm-hmm. that we've made and hopefully they're consistent. <laughs> yeah. In some regard. I don't know. Or you contradict yourself entirely and then. Mm-hmm. That's I think also that's real. I think that's acceptable every now and then. But in the case of my friend, he's right. like constantly contradicting himself. And it's like, yeah. dude, every week and whatever it is, everyone else is wrong. Like he's very annoying. I wouldn't call him my friend actually <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a tragic thing to just witness too cuz you just see this person like f- just floundering because they have mm-hmm. no I don't know, thing that they will definitively fight for all the time and, like, drive toward. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. That guy sucks. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have any parting um, wisdom for anyone who might be in the same boat as Well, you? yeah. I think – I mean, I'm excited for this season's theme – uh-huh. Because to me, there's no getting around the fact that we're all making choices about how we show up. Like mm-hmm. you could deny it or you could embrace it. Mm-hmm. But the truth is you're – when you put on like a hot pink blazer, you know that that's not what most people around you are wearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. You can't deny that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you could say you care or don't care. But like there's a context that we're all living in. Mm-hmm. And so – We're all making choices about how we exist in that context. And so I'm really excited to explore that and and what that means and how we can use it to really like 
one, tap into truth that is there mm-hmm. and that we can feel. Um, and then two, like embrace that to, you know, do the things we're trying to do, like mm-hmm. objectively. Mm-hmm. So that's not really wisdom, but just <laughs> <laughs> I think that's to sum up our theme. And, and I think part of why, I guess part of why this first episode is about my story, because that was really important to me going into this yeah. season when we were brainstorming it, is like, I personally want a space to talk about things that don't fit into fruition's brand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm recognizing this is a really important part of life, my life, mm-hmm. to to navigate that that branding and those decisions in an intentional way. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um what do you what do you some, are you? What? What? How are you feeling? Am I about what? It? Oh <laughs> I'm psyched. Uh, <laughs> um I mean I feel like I don't know. I feel like I'm changing all the time. But I the reason why I like this season and planning for it is because We've talked about my manipulation tactics a lot, like of how I sort of navigate and shape circumstances using certain things. And that's like the, that's like for me, my brand, like my professional brand is very carefully curated and I make very specific decisions. So I'm excited to talk about those. (laughs) Um, Because like upcoming in the season, just looking at what we have ahead, um, some fun stuff like holiday party do's and don'ts I'm really excited to get to. Yeah. Um enhancing your vocabulary, uh positioning people around you to benefit you. Mm-hmm. Um and then we have like practical things like you know, how to how to leverage social media for your brand mm-hmm. whether it's personal or professional. Um separating from those low caliber influences mm-hmm. um you know performance reviews finance tips of course um things like that but um and then one of the additions this season is to have like products attached to like free little things that we've made up to give out to people which will help with all this stuff so i think it's going to be great oh and transforming your home that'll be a fun episode <laughs> that's all both put up Put on our buns and our <laughs> sundresses. I don't know. <laughs> like, where is she going with this? Buns. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. Um, so let's see here. I guess that's it. I guess that's all we want to talk about today. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. And stay tuned. Oh, <laughs> Oh, jeez, don't break this glass. <laughs> That's A Space Workplace. You found us here. Now click subscribe so we can keep filling your ear holes and get us on Instagram at a workplace podcast. What workplace? I don't know. <laughs>